Welcome. Welcome to the show that's for all things sports and only sports. You believe in miracles? Yes! High fly ball into right field. She is gone! Each week, Dan and Drew break down sports' biggest moments and best action. Pass is intercepted at the goal line. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back! This is... The Dan and Drew Show. There it is. A win for the ages. Here are your hosts, Dan and Drew Walker. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to the Dan and Drew Show. I'm Dan and that's Drew. Yes, I'm here. Another installment. Week three has just ended. Week four is here. And Drew, before we go down into our picks, go down that rabbit hole. There's one guy I want to talk about and he's got nine lives. He just doesn't seem to go away, and that's Josh Gordon. He's I don't I don't understand how this guy's NFL career is not dead yet. He has signed a contract with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I saw this graphic drew on I think it was I think it was uh, Bleacher Report Gridiron where they they had Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Gordon, mm-hmm. and they said, "Oh, what what an awesome offense!" And I responded, I said, well, "You want to talk about that defense?" Yeah, you want to talk about that is really what you should be talking about. Yeah, because the offense we know is good. The defense, well, I mean, Patrick Mahomes did cost them another win, but the defense is the biggest concern. You just blew up twice against the Mm -hmm. Baltimore Ravens and now the Los Angeles Chargers. And guess what? They're last in the league in terms of points allowed, tied with the Detroit Lions. Yikes. That's not good company. (laughs) 31.7 points a game they allow. That's probably why Andy Reid went to the hospital. Yeah, he was dehydrated because mm. uh, I mean the the defense is not good. And Josh Gordon, the amount of lives he has had, I think people they like to focus on that one really good season that he had in Cleveland. Yeah, and they think that he has the ability to automatically be that player again. If that's going to be the case, let me just bring someone out of retirement like Chad Ochocinco, or you can you know you can take oh. Terrell Owens because well, Randy Moss said the Ra- other night Randy Moss. Could, so mm-hmm. if you want to. Pick someone that, you know, seven, eight seasons ago, however long it was, that he had that one good season and you were think that he's going to be that caliber of player again. I think you're sadly mistaken. And first of all, we know that, you know, Bleacher Report is just trying to get clicks out of that thing because no one in their right mind thinks that Josh Gordon is going to play at the highest of level in the National Football League because I sure don't. Not like he did when he was in Cleveland for that for those couple of seasons, especially that one year. Yeah, they're hoping that he turns into their wide receiver three because you have Tyreek Hill and then you're tied in Travis Kelsey really at the wide receiver two. Yeah, uh, that's what they're banking on. I'm not really um, expecting that. Look at other weapons on the offense like um, Harmon, Mikol yeah. Harmon, who he hasn't truly translated with fantasy football. No, there's no point. They've got. Clyde Edwards Hilaire as the running back. You've got Travis Kelsey and then Tyreek Hill. Sure. Those are the only weapons that you would use in fantasy. Hey, but you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's the greatest thing on planet Earth. And it's so funny seeing the memes that when uh like PFT with with Barcel and things like that, how Patrick Mahomes will make a mistake, but then the media, like Chris, you know, Collinsworth, who is, oh my gosh, he's if he could marry Patrick Mahomes, he probably would. Yeah, well, he'd have to get in line because I think Peter Schrager oh would gosh. be them. <laughs> they, like, they are so obsessed with Patrick Mahomes. And when he throws an interception, 
somehow, some way, they still try to argue that it's not it's his not fault. It's not his fault, yeah. Like, these, the, the pass interception that they had against the Chargers where he just threw it up in the air mm-hmm. and the Chargers intercepted it and then they go downfield and, you know, score a touchdown. It, somehow, it's not his fault. But remember, he had an interception like that against the Ravens the week before. Well, yeah, that was he terrible. Was, he should. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about that last week. He just should have taken the sack or thrown it away and said he's trying to be a hero. But somehow, it's not his fault. But, but speaking of Josh Gordon, who, you know, you brought up, it was 2013 when he had over 1,600 yards, and he hasn't even sniffed that since then. But I think people think that he's going to be the 2013 Josh Gordon again, and that's not going to happen. He's been in so many different teams since then. He's bounced around Cleveland, obviously, went to the Patriots, went to Seattle, and then now Kansas City thinks that he's going to be that, so that wide receiver. You're again. telling me a guy who's aged eight years is supposed to be the same product he was in 2013. I think so. I think they also forget he has a lot of off the field issues. Well, that's why so can he even be position. consistent. So, but anyways, we everybody knows, you and I both know, fans know. This is just a man of nine lives. He's like a dang cat, and it's un, it's unfortunate when you have players who I feel like have done it the right way, and who are still good players, but they get booted out of the league. I don't know what is so attractive about Josh Gordon that he keeps being you know, someone that gets added to rosters. I don't understand it. Drew, some more NFL news. Richard Sherman has visited with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And at the time of recording, there's nothing that's happened. But so as soon as this podcast drops, he's probably going to already be signed to a team. So as of right now, he's just visiting the Buccaneers, but he's just going to go to a team that right now, even their, their defense isn't that good, to be honest. And I should know that because they're on my fantasy. (laughs) They have not been good for me. They were not good for me this past week. I'm glad I picked up the Raiders because uh, there was a seven-point swing there. Uh, but Richard Sermon right now, I'm looking to get back into football. Yeah, Drew, this is not the Tampa Bay Bucks defense we saw last year. They're in a similar situation with the Chiefs at 26th in terms of points allowed with that defense. Uh, the only reason why they have been able to win two games, and we'll talk about that one loss, is uh, they have been able to score so many points on offense. Like the Titans last year, it gets to a point where your offense can only do so much if your defense continues to allow those kind of points. Yeah. So let's get into the recap of week three of the NFL. Let's start with the Thursday night football game. Carolina Panthers traveling to Houston. Even though it was a win, honestly, it might have been a loss for them. And for for you. And for me, because I have Christian McCaffrey, and he got me a whopping five points. Lost my fantasy this week because I had two of my starters get hurt. And I barely lost. I only lost by 20 points. So if they were both healthy, I'm guaranteed to have won that game. But losing Christian McCaffrey with the hamstring, they said they said within the three-week window that he should be back. The re- that's the reason why they didn't put him on IR, because when you're on IR, you automatically are out three weeks no matter what. So that's why they didn't put him on the IR, because they, they anticipate he's going to be in there within the next three weeks. I only want Christian McCaffrey in there when he is healthy, because I think Chubba Hubbard can fit the mold with him. Their schedule doesn't really get hard until the, you know, halfway point toward the end of the year. I think you leave him out for, you know, the next two weeks because also you, he gets more rest this week with it being a Thursday night game. Uh, but Sam Darnold looked good had over 300 yards, no turnovers for him. Clean game, but he didn't throw any touchdowns. Mm-hmm. This, this game was solely on the uh, kind of, Solely because Houston just sucked. couldn't do the yeah they they, they, they they just stink and I know last week I called Davis Mills David I called him David yeah and I texted Dan and I said you know after I recorded this after we recorded this and I edit 
And I said, David Mills, even though his name is Davis. I said, look, I don't care enough to go back and edit that. Uh, this guy, this guy has not earned the right for me to go back and edit that to make sure I say Davis Mills, uh, because he didn't do anything. Well, I mean, we have this plenty game, names in the league uh, that are said wrong. Just like earlier, you said Chuba Hubbard. Oh, I said Chuba. Oh, I, th- I thought I said Chuba. No, it's Chuba. Yeah, Chuba it's Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. You know, I know that, and I, I knew Chuba back when he was in o- Oklahoma State, so I know the guy. He's but just one of his names. Name, I just want to say Chuba Hubba. That's yeah, but it's Chuba Hubba Ch- Bubblegum. That's what I, what I think about when I say Ch- that. We'll, we'll call him Bubblegum from now on. Um, I actually, fingers crossed, I put in the wire to pick up Chuba Hubbard because well, I, I did too. So are you? Uh, what I, wire I, position I think, are you? <laughs> uh, well, right now we're really bottom dwellers within this the league that we're in. But no, I'm, things, I'm again. I you? scored a ton of points and I lost. I know. I, know. I lost to the guy who scored the second amount of points, and yeah. I think I scored. Uh, fourth or something like Look, that. Look, we've kind of gone off the trail here, but that's fine. Anyways. I played a guy who is actually the worst in our league, and I was supposed to handily smack the crap out of him in yeah. fantasy this week. But A.J. Brown leaving the game five minutes in for the Titans, and then you. Josh Allen getting five touchdowns. Yep, that was your loss. He, Josh Allen literally scored more than... 65 points. They scored, he scored more than half of his team combined. 65 well, sorry, he, points. He scored half. Am I saying that right? He scored more than half of the points of the rest of his team. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You so you got screwed. I did. Uh, Josh Allen just had a career day, I feel like, even though it, it I think it was just But everyone on the Bills did. If you look at all mm-hmm. the fantasy numbers for Bills players, it didn't matter if it was the running backs or wide receivers, everyone got a piece. The Washington defense. I'm I'm Drew, I have to apologize. I I don't know what I was thinking picking Washington defense to do anything remotely. I told you. Well, I tried I to warn you at the beginning of the year. It's you okay. Did, and I, I didn't listen. Um but, but the, the, the waiver order though, you were third, I'm fifth. You know what's frustrating? The guy that is beating you is fourth. How is he ahead of me? And I'm the one who lost. That waiver order makes no sense to me. Yeah, but you're but the I'm commissioner. Fifth. So you want to go in there and fudge, yeah, I should be like, fudge you know, the spots edit, for edit this? this. Let me put up top and I actually have three waiver. Uh, okay, you know, so I'm not getting Chuba. Is what you're telling me? No, you're me. you're ahead of me, so you'll get Chuba. Okay, I'll get Chuba. I'll get Chuba. But so the Panthers they lose Christian McCaffrey going forward. DJ Moore had an incredible game. The Houston oh. Texans are still crap. They are exactly who we thought they were. <laughs> Everybody, calm down. Week one, teams. Are, you know, people think they that Jacksonville. I mean, they play Jacksonville. They they stink. Well, with the Panthers on the defensive side, they lost J.C. Horn. He broke yep. his foot. You know why he broke his foot? Drew Till. So I texted you and. We have Dan and I are in like five different group chats. I feel like when it comes to sports, but one of the group chats, I said, Christian McCaffrey and JC Horn both got injuries. And guess what? It was on turf and I, and they were non-contact, non-contact. And I was listening to the radio actually today. I don't remember what show it was on NFL uh, today on their XM radio. And somebody called in and was talking about how turf uh, is, is a big issue. I was completely on this guy's side and the host said, you're wrong. You're completely wrong. You're telling me that a hard surface is the reason why people are getting non-contact injuries. He, he was, he was calling the, he was basically saying the listener was stupid and that everything he was saying was wrong. Ridiculous. And I, and I, I wanted to call in and just completely just throw him and, you know, punch you him. Wanted and to land I, yeah. I just, I was like, you're speaking in absolutes here. How can you say that no non-contact injuries have anything to do with the fact that it's turf? You know how many players? Like, are you kidding me? That is the dumbest thing. And so I was on the side of the listener. I think what he was saying, it was valid. In this case, Christian McCaffrey and J.C. Horn both get hurt. J.C. Horn is likely done for the rest of the season. We don't know yet. They haven't really officially, you know, 
said when he's out. And um, but it's on turf, and we see injuries all the time happen on turf. I don't like it. It needs to stop. I said we have to stop this madness of turf fields. But I do like the trade that the Carolina Panthers made. I think that they made a fleece of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Unfortunately, we won't see Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold. Uh, we won't stop the confusion there. Hey, but they got CJ. They got CJ Henderson. You know, mm-hmm. number ninth overall pick in 2020. They sent their tight end as well. I think that was a really good trade for Carolina, and it's going to like, pay off. Yeah, I like how quickly. They yeah, did they it. said we're not missing messing around. We are trying to win now. They're not saying, oh, we'll, we'll let the defense ride. No, they want to win now. The defense is statistically the best in the league right now. You guys know I'm high on Brian Burns. I'm going to ride that Brian Burns train. I think this defense is going to continue to play well. Will this team continue to win? I don't know. You and I both said last week, until the Carolina Panthers prove us wrong, we're going to continue to pick them. But mm-hmm. we also said that when they had Christian McCaffrey at whole, full health. Yeah. So I have it's to pump different the this week. They're playing in Dallas against the Cowboys. Yeah. We briefly mentioned Washington at Buffalo and um, thank the Lord I put them on my bench because they had a minus eight in fantasy. So that just shows you the shellacking that Buffalo put on Washington. It's funny. Uh, Josh Allen had almost as many touchdowns as they uh, had minus in uh, fantasy points, but we saw that loss against the Steelers in week one. And for both those teams, that was a fluke. Buffalo has gone nothing That's what I'm but up. week one. And yeah, you said overreaction. The Steelers, they have, they've lost two they've since lost then twice. The Buffalo Bills has have, won twice since then. Yeah. They went 35 and Oh, last week and then 43 to 21. So their offense is they have the best offense right now in the league. Yep. Uh, that's what I believe. And uh, next so I week, I got uh, Zach Moss on my waiver wire. So I'm not going to get Chuba, <laughs> but I will get Zach Moss, and I'm okay with that. Well, I hope so. Fingers crossed. I put him on my waiver as well. If I didn't get Chuba, then I'd get him. But they have the Texans next week. I mean, can you just look? The NFL, it can go any type of way. So Dude, I'm I might pick up say. the Bills defense then. They're playing the Texans. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I you're assuming someone doesn't already have them. I can't imagine someone wouldn't have had them. Let me look. Just do a little looky look. I'll look. I got it right here. Um, let's see. The Bills defense. Yeah, it's already picked up. So can't pick up them. But the Buffalo Bills looking real good right now. Josh Allen, he is looking like an MVP candidate. If it wasn't for Matthew Stafford, uh, he'd probably be getting it if the if the season ended today. I think a lot of people are jumping on the Buffalo Bills wagon. For me, I jumped on it prior to last season. Actually, kind of when they drafted Josh Allen because I think he was a good quarterback coming out of Wyoming. Washington, on the other hand, still got a lot of issues defensively. Quarterback situation, still crap, but nothing's any different than if Ryan Fitzpatrick was still there. They're just not fun to watch. They're they're boring to me. I don't get any enjoyment or excitement of watching watching the, the football team of Washington. Yeah, we have um, mutual, or we have listeners, um, Eric and Lake, and these Buffalo Bill fans either – vicariously through Josh Allen, or they've been a Bills fan their whole life. This is the best Bills team uh, that I can remember, and probably from the last time they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, honestly, I think this Bills team would beat that the team that won yeah. the Super Bowl four straight years and lost. Uh, hate that's impressive, to, though. I think that's harder than winning just one. We, yeah, I mean, going to four is, is incredibly impressive, uh, but Buffalo looks really good. So Chicago Bears, the Cleveland Browns, I think a lot of people going in this game were like, yes, Justin Fields is a starter. He's going to go out there and play well. Now, he did get sacked nine times, so it's not completely on his fault. Now, but let's let's just talk about it. Matt Nagy needed to be fired last year. 
and he is still a head coach in the NFL. And I think it is mm -hmm. absolutely, uh, give me, give me a synonym for like embarrassing. You're well one with words. Well, uh, I told you this is like deja vu feeling like I've heard this crap before. And that's the way it is with Matt Nagy. He is, he's inept. Let's just, that may sound a little harsh, but he's inept. Yeah. And, you know, people are asking, like, who would you want to replace, uh, you know, Matt Nagy? Give us something like, you know, Dabble of, of uh, Buffalo, who I I said last season should have been a head coach. And I think he's going to leave Buffalo because he's going to get hired. But don't you dare come close to hiring an, an Andy Reid assistant head coach because you it seems like it just he, it just does not work. Whatever assistant goes to a team, it, it seems like anyway. You shut yeah. that dirty little mouth of yours. Shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Justin Fields only had six completions, had more sacks than he had completions. This, mm. They just stink. I mean, they had, you know how many players in the NFL had more all-purpose yards than the Bears did? I mean, Ryan Tannehill had more rushing yards than the Chicago Bears had offensive yards. That tells you how bad... The Chicago Bears were, were were this weekend, and it's a shame. We want to see Chicago do well. Um, we feel yes, bad for the fans, I, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. you, you're listening, my guy. I know that you are that you are frustrated, and you want Matt Nagy gone. He needs to be gone because Chicago is an embarrassment to the league. Credit to well, the Cleveland Browns. Miles mm -hmm. Garrett had a game and a half. Had a, I think what, what did he have like four and a half sacks or something. He had a pretty big game. The Cleveland Browns had 40 minutes of time of possession in that game. Almost, but yes. Well, we'll, we'll round up. We'll round 39 up. minutes and 34 seconds. Thank you. Excuse hey, there's me. some people out there who are literal Lucy's. Hey, that's 26 seconds, which would have been probably plenty of time for Aaron Rodgers. But the, the Bears had <laughs> yeah. 47 yards. Justin Tucker's kick, which we'll get to, was longer than the 47 total yards the Bears had that the is entire wild. game. That, that like that is insane. That's a, what a thirty three percent or something increase of Justin Tucker's yardage compared to the Bears. I mean that is I, I can't. If you look at a football field and you're like, man, the Bears had less than half a football field for the entire game. Just put that in perspective. How bad that is. That should that reason should be alone of what you need to fire Matt Nagy. With, Get him out of there. With, with Baltimore and Detroit, this is a perfect example that a record is not indicative of how the game was played. Because or, Detroit, or the final score, because yeah, Detroit should have won this game. And here's, Absolutely. Here's why. If you didn't watch this game, Justin Tucker had the longest kick ever kicked in NFL history, even longer yep. than Matt Prater's in Denver, which has always had an asterisk because, of course, he's going to kick it further at mile high. Well, there's also going to be an asterisk here because it was it in, is a dome. In, is <laughs> in, in a dome. Yeah, there were no yeah. elements. Uh, but nevertheless, the best kicker in yeah. NFL history, sure. um, arguably, had the longest kick, broke that record. But it should have never have happened because Lamar Jackson had a clear and obvious delay of game well not just him but the team well, the team yes i mean what well, but he's he is the quarterback he's in charge of snapping the ball before it gets to zero yeah and they were at 66 yards it should have bumped him back to 71 yards with a five yard penalty for delay of game which justin tucker wouldn't have made it because it hit the crossbar at well, 66 well do you know how many seconds were were left on the clock because mm -hmm. if it was less than 10 seconds then the game would have ended right because it's a 10 second runoff and if they don't have any timeouts that's true. It's a 10 second runoff. Yeah, there was they um, when he at the end of the kick, I think maybe one or two seconds were left. But we've we know the argument is with with the ref that's on the field because we hear um, those in the studio talk about it. The ref is looking at the quarterback and then he looks up at the time clock and looks back to the quarterback and they look up again. So 
whenever you see the, it go to double zero and you're, it's like half a second, that's because the ref is still trying to view it. He's looking up and looking down. But there were two. It was, I even counted myself. It was one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and they still hadn't snapped the ball. Why is a multi-billion dollar organization not able to have a clock that is managed better than that? Because Detroit should have won that game. I'll tell you why. Because Coach Harbaugh sent a slid a Benjamin to one of the refs. I mean, it was the most obvious delay game penalty of all time, I think. And in that result of it being missed, now you have the greatest kick of all time, or not the greatest, but the longest uh, of 66 yards. I mean, that kick, and it was a doink too. Uh, why couldn't the Bears have happened like that of the playoffs? Why did it have to be a double doink and miss where Justin Tugger's doinks and it goes in through the uprights? The Lions, I mean, they they have lost some heartbreakers, but at the end of the day, the Lions have also had a really hard schedule. You play against the 49ers, you play against the Packers, and then you play against the Ravens. Last time I checked in, all those teams are winning teams. They are. So they the Lions have had a hard schedule, and they have been, in some moments of the games, they've been in the thick of it. And Lions should have won this game, but they didn't. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Uh, you could have done other things within the game. You know, Jared Goff could actually have taken the game over instead of letting his running backs do the workload. Um, but the Ravens, 2-1. and one. So let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans had a lot of injuries in this game. So did the Indianapolis Colts. Colts lost Quentin Nelson early in the game. Uh, he had an ankle sprain. His own player rolled on top of him. But the Tennessee Titans, they lost A.J. Brown early in the game. Derrick Henry, you know, he had over a casual 100 yards. It seemed like a very quiet 100 yeah. yards for him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the thing is, Julio Jones didn't get a single reception in this game. And nope. Mike Vrabel said, whether he's honest or not, because he is part of that Bill Belichick coaching tree where he's not going to say much about anything. The reason why he didn't play is because he's starting, Julio Jones is slowly getting back into the physical nature of the NFL uh, and, and how physical taxing it is that he was only going to be played when it was a necessity. Uh, but the, the Tennessee Titans were able to win without half of their weapons. And uh, the Colts... Well, the Colts the, are sitting at 0-3. and three. Yeah, they stink. And they, yeah, they, they do. And that's a surprising thing uh, in addition to maybe Kansas City, that 0-3, um, they are literally last in their division. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Tannehill didn't even break 200 passing yards. Now, nope. he did have a lot of rushing yards. Career high, but he didn't have more than 200 yards. Is 197. Indianapolis had zero turnovers, and Titans had three. Yep, and they lost. And they <laughs> lost by nine. They lost by nine, and the other team. You just that's not being able to capitalize on the other team's mistakes. No. And Tennessee, hey, for you to to get a win against the divisional uh, opponent that you find very hard to win or beat in Nashville, um, this is a serious team. We look at week one. They lost to the Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals yeah. are one of the only few undefeated teams left. Yeah. So week one, it's a little different. They were able to go to Seattle, take it to overtime and win, take this uh, badly beaten up uh, Indianapolis Colts uh, and do their way with them. But yeah. Carson Wentz, we, neither of us thought he was the answer for Indianapolis. And no, uh, still we, even with that. two sprained ankles, I think he was the better option than Jacob Eason. But Derrick Henry has over 350 yards on the ground. Next closest is Joe Mixon. Can you believe that? With 280. Uh, so Derrick Henry, he's on pace to have a, a career year, which is wild to say because I, last season he had over 2,000 yards. Isn't, are you, 
Are you a little concerned with the amount of carries no. that he has? Because no. he has... He's durable. The thing is, under his first two or three seasons, you know, remember yeah, DeMarco Murray was there. Correct. And he didn't really take on a workload. Uh, but it, no, but he already he has more than double the next running back in terms of the, carries. The reason why three. that is, is and I think this is a big issue with Tennessee, is he's the only running back there. McNichols isn't the answer as your two guy. Nope. They don't have a one-two punch like they used to. They didn't have the 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 thunder and lightning when they had uh, CJ2K and also, um, oh, what's the chunky guy? He went to USC. Lindell White. Uh, they It's not like that anymore. I don't even know who that is, to be honest with you. Lindell White. I remember that. I remember watching the, they called it the thunder and lightning. The smash and dash, a.k.a. is what they really called it. Uh, with the Titans, not only did Ryan Tannehill had a career uh, rushing yards, Derrick Henry had a career uh Receptions. Uh, he that dude has learned how to catch a ball now. Yeah, and that's a, dropping that's, him. That's another aspect of Derrick Henry that helps their team out. The fact that he actually can catch a ball and run it, and he he let Darius Leonard know who was in charge because he another stiff arm that made the news. He just keeps rolling with it. Well, I don't want to touch that dude. No, I don't think anybody wants to tackle him. But let's talk about this week, Dane. As far as your jinx, you're two and zero on your recent jinxes. You talked about the Kansas City Chiefs losing back-to-back games. Well, guess what had happened? Yeah. So I want to know for the pod in today, what is going to be your jinx of the week? Because you've had two in a row, and it's worked. But the Los Angeles Chargers were able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and Brandon Staley showing the biggest set of cojones possible. Instead of kicking that field goal and settling, I like the fact that he went for it on fourth down. Now, we say this because it was a conversion. If you don't get that, Kansas City gets the ball and a possibility to kick a field goal to win it or, you know, put a, you know, a yeah, touchdown. It, yeah. But they converted. But Justin Herbert has showed throughout the game that you need to put the ball in his hands. And he came up big. Mike Williams came up big for them, which sucks for me because Mike Williams had over 30 points on a loss in fantasy. Well, uh, it's frustrating. I was listening um, to a report with the Chargers. When Justin Herbert got into the huddle, the, the plan was to run it and to bleed the clock, but Justin kick said, field goal, yeah. Justin said to his receiver, he said, watch for the fade. He, he went to Mike Williams and said, watch the fade. And he threw a fade and scored that second touchdown. Gosh, darn it. Oh, Mike Williams hasn't done anything really all year. And in well, the past couple of seasons, not just this year. Um, well, Keenan Allen's the one guy and he, he deserves to be that. But Mike Williams had a incredible day. But Justin Herbert, man, four touchdowns, man, uh, I'm fanboying over him. I mean, he's he's my guy right now. Uh, you guys know, listening last week, I wanted to pull for the Chargers. I just couldn't go against, you know, head knowledge of going with the Chiefs. Um, but I love being wrong in this situation, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Patrick Mahomes literally costing them another game this week, throwing a careless interception. He's coming back down to earth, and I love to see it because everybody is so freaking high on him, and it's infuriating. He's a normal quarterback. He's just won a Super Bowl. And people, because he throws the ball without looking at it, he people think that he's like walking on water or something. Think well, about your jinx this week. I want to know before the podcast ends so everybody well, else can. Well, let's, I mean, you could maybe say a jinx and a half. No. Because, uh, wait, wait, because we'll just, we'll go back to a couple of these games, but let's transition to Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Because I said last week, that someone within the Bengals organization is paying you to say all this stuff. <laughs> you didn't listen to me. I didn't listen to you. Then again, Joe Burrow only had three touchdowns. You no, he four. only had three. I'm sorry. I said four. Yeah. I said he was going to throw three and r- one, run, run, one in. Uh, mm-hmm. He did throw the three, had three touchdowns, 
but he didn't run it, uh, his fourth one in. And I said the Bengals were going to win. I did not have confidence in the Steelers defensively. Yeah. A lot of their players were hurt. Yeah. And, you know, Big Ben is Yeah, but the problem is the offense right now. It's not the defense. It's the offense. Their well, offensive line. And this is why I don't know why I didn't listen to what I said before the season started. I said before the season started that Pittsburgh, their biggest problem is the fact that their O-line has, has been decimated. Their players have either retired, they left in free agency, or they've been traded. Well, And Ben... And Big Ben is a big boy, and so he cannot. He's not as agile as he was earlier in his career. So to have a quarterback who's injury prone, who's not as quick anymore, against a sieve of an offensive line, that is exactly yeah. why Cincinnati was able to. Take well, advantage. he threw the ball fifty-eight times, had two interceptions. He led, he led the uh, three hundred eighteen yards. He led in that game for for as the passing leader between him and Joe Burrow. Yeah, I uh, mean, but Joe had a fantastic game, over ninety percent grade for PFF and. Well, he, yeah, I mean, he threw an interception. Yeah, but, but that the, wasn't his the reason though. why they lost this game is because they were nine for 19 on third down. Yeah. Where Cincinnati, and this isn't impressive, but they were three of nine. So they scored more than double the amount of points, and they only had to convert three third downs the entire game. Mm -hmm. That's just, it, there's no efficiency when it comes to Pittsburgh's offense. They're yeah. putting up the numbers, they're just not converting in, in the moments in time that they need to. Uh, but again, I'm not high on Pittsburgh. I knew Cincinnati was going to win this game. I was more confident with them. Uh, I'll take the apology now because you were dogging yeah, me last I'm week. I'm sorry. On this. Yes, it's I will just, admit it. Just, Look, it doesn't get easier for the for the Steelers. They have no. the Packers next week. Um, yeah, that's going to be an L. Spoiler alert: that's going to be a loss. But here, a game that you and I and many people got wrong: the Saints against the Patriots. Mm -hmm. The Saints get all their coaches back. Uh, Alvin Kamara decides to actually play football again, and he has a pretty decent game. Jameis Winston, the thing is, I'm, I feel like he has the same amount of stats as, as uh, Derrick Henry when it comes to rushing yards. He threw for 128 yards. Uh, this guy, I don't know how he continues to, to feel like the games that they've won, they've won by a lot. But the games that they've lost, he's thrown the same amount of yards and they, they, they lose. Like, I just don't understand. It just, to me, it's not like one plus one equals two. It's just like a division problem that I can't figure out in my own head. Uh, but he has not had that many yards this year. This year, in total, Dan, it's at 387 yards. <laughs> 387 yards. Derrick Henry has like three, I think it's like Tom, three, 353. That's insane. Tom Brady had more yards in this one game this weekend than yeah. Jameis Winston's had in three weeks. Almost. you're saying? Yeah. yeah. No, I Tom mean, had over 400 yards passing. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he was like 432. So yeah, he's Tom Brady's had more passing yards this one game against LA than Jameis Winston has had in four games this season. Well, you know, Max just, Jones, I just doesn't or in yeah, three games this he season. He puts your brain Sorry. in pretzel and we'll try and figure Jameis out, uh, but we haven't yet. With Mac Jones, these rookies this year are stinky poo. I mean, he has he has only been one rookie to win a game, and that's Mac Jones against Zach Wilson. Yeah. That's the only win only out of win. every it's, single rookie this year. They're they're one in eleven. And it's not good. Mac Jones had three interceptions this past game. Um, now this is well, now look, some of them were his fault. Some of them, like one of them, absolutely hit one of his players in the chest and it bounced off. And, yeah, and that so, doesn't. Oh, that stuff I mean, doesn't still, count stats. Yeah. But it doesn't. You know, this isn't. You and I got this game wildly wrong. Um, uh, New Orleans scored a touchdown every single quarter. New England, most of their points came through field goals and. Uh, that doesn't bode well for they're looking clearly up at 
uh, the Buffalo Bills within this is you at the beginning of the season, Drew, you said that the Packers could tie up their division first before any team. Sure. Maybe the Bills could do that before any team. Maybe tie up their I mean, division. If, absolutely. They have the, they, they definitely have the ability to tie it up really soon. Um, especially if the Patriots lose to Tampa Bay this weekend. Uh, I'm just, I'm still riding on the Packers to, to clinch their division first out of anyone. Um, but Buff- Buffalo could definitely be that team to do it first. So another game that you and I split last week were the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Giants. Thank it's you. unfortunate for me because yeah. Atlanta won on a last second field goal. Yeah. Would have gone to overtime. It's the Giants fault for not stopping the Falcons from going downfield to, to win the game in a field goal. You and I said last week that this game was which Paula crap smells the least. And this game was crap. It lived up to it. I mean, it was 17 to 14. This game, I saw highlights of it. I didn't watch the whole thing because, honestly, there were better games to watch. But I watched this, and I'm like, dude, this is so boring to watch. And I feel for Arthur Smith. I think Joe Judge, I don't think he's a good head coach. I didn't like the hire from the beginning. I've always been against special team head coaches or special team coaches to get head coach jobs. Now, we know that's worked well in Baltimore with Harbaugh. I just don't like it. Now they need to fire him and get somebody that's, you know, not so much of a, I don't know. I don't, I'm just, I don't care for his personality, but anyway, I digress with that. Falcons won on a last second field mm-hmm. goal. Young Hoku. Thank you, bro. Uh, one and one in his field goals and, and two in his extra points. And he's one of the best kickers in the league. And I was nervous last week. I'm feeling a little vindicated because the Washington football team was able to beat the giants on, a, on an untimed down this week, Atlanta did it on the last second field goal. So the Giants are sitting 0-3. Well, another team I thought was trash, or not necessarily. Well, one is trash, and the other I thought was overrated, and that is Arizona and Jacksonville. Jacksonville had one of the best plays ever in NFL, 109-yard kick six, because Arizona went for a field goal that was longer than Justin Tucker's. I don't even know what you were thinking. I think and it so was 68 for, yards, right? Or yeah. Something and, like that. and crazy? Yeah. And the kick six was 109 yards. That's as long as you can possibly get it because in football, it only goes to 110 uh, 10 yards. So Jacksonville, that was the best play of the entire game. Trevor Lawrence, he's now lost three games. He has five touchdowns and seven interceptions so far for the year. This still is the best player on that team, though. Still, and But he now has more losses than he's ever had in the history of him playing football. The Jacksonville way. Arizona Cardinals, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was basically irrelevant in this game. I feel like A.J. Green is starting to replace him. Um, I'm just kidding. But Griffin held DeAndre Hopkins to only three receptions in this game. Uh, he had an incredible game defensively. And that he said that was the first time that he really was on someone one-on-one for the entirety of a game. Uh, that's something that he didn't do in Seattle but if we look going forward, Arizona, man, they have a tough schedule coming up. They're going to get into the thick of their uh, divisional games. Into the thick. They're they're not going to be they're not going to be three and zero going forward. But the New York Jets. Well, I mean, look look, they have the Rams, 49ers, and Browns next. Yeah, that's tough, and they might be Sheesh. three and three after those games. To yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the New York Jets. Scored a goose egg of points. Don't be so ashamed of yourself, New York, because the previous week uh Miami scored zero points against Buffalo so you're not the only team to not throw any points on the board Zach Wilson threw another two interceptions I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when I talk about the interceptions that he throws the the New York Jets stink 
I mean, that they just straight stink. And if there were some more synonyms that I could throw with that, I would. And I want to keep the episode PG. But the Denver Broncos, let's pump the brakes on them. Everybody's like, you know, we should start buying the Denver Broncos. It's like, Why? Dan, do you, should you buy into the Denver Broncos, into Teddy Bridgewater? No. Okay. Because Why? Why is that? They just played the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. Okay. Thank you. That's all I need to know. They've scored 27, 23, and 26 points. Great. You've, you know, you've only allowed 26 through all of those games. They've allowed the but least But those amount. teams, Dan, what is their combined record for all three of those teams? Wait, wait, I know this one, and it doesn't take me long to figure it out. Three teams, three losses, three times three is nine. Zero and nine. Zero and nine. Pump the brakes on the Denver Broncos. Pump the brakes on Teddy Bridgewater. Don't even get me riled up with him. Now, you can continue to throw it to Cortland Sutton. I'll take that. What? With AJ Hamler being, you know, hurt for the, you know, tearing his ACL, he'll be done for the rest of the season. Selfishly, I want you to throw the ball to Sutton. But Teddy Bridgewater and the Denver Broncos, you are not as good as you think you are. Yes, you were first in the AFC West, but you haven't even sniffed yet. This is the next three games. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I'm going to give you the next four. four. Yeah. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas, Cleveland. Good luck on all four of those. I don't even think they have a possibility of beating Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. To be honest, I don't have faith in the Denver Broncos, and I'm not going to have faith in them. You said they were only going to win four games right this season. The I think Broncos? so. I it was like four or five. Okay. I said they, they'd be last yeah, in the division. Their schedule is very hard. I'm just going to say that going. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have your divisional games left. You, you got, got the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys that are thrown mm-hmm. in there. I mean, Cincinnati's thrown in there. So you have some games that are not going to be easy. And it's very possible they only win those four or five games that you said that they were going to win. So let's, let's, let's hold that up for a moment. Miami went to Las Vegas and I actually picked Las Vegas money line. And I was quite nervous going into <laughs> overtime. Well, it helped you. That's all you needed. You just needed yeah. them to win. I just needed them to win. Uh, Miami took Las Vegas into overtime, which is a lot different than last week where they literally scored not a single point. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, he is a backup quarterback. If if we say anything with that, that is what he is. Um, he had only 215 passing yards. He threw the ball 49 times, which is that is more than Derek Carr. And if you look at the the offense with the Raiders, it's pretty much pass, 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 pass with the Raiders. And so at this point with Brissett, he's just chucking the ball down the field, hoping something sticks. But he didn't throw any interceptions. No, he didn't. But, but he didn't that, throw any turnovers either, or any any touchdowns either. Yeah, Las Vegas was the only team with any turnovers, and but this is the real deal with the Vegas three and zero. They're leading their division. This they haven't been three and zero since the early two thousands. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's that's your spat. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little disappointed that Darren Waller is not getting the ball more because that's really affecting my fantasy because he is um, first target. If you wanted to, if you asked me, hey, going into week four, who's leading the AFC West? And you told me it was a two-way tie between the Raiders and Broncos. I would have thought you were smoking something. But the Chargers look a very good two-on-one team. Mm-hmm. I think last week was kind of a, a kind fluke. of a fluke for them a yeah, little bit. Shouldn't have and lost. I say a little bit because the Cowboys I still think are good. So I I, I want to be loose on the on the word of like a fluke. But Kansas City, man, they're coming back down to earth, and I really hope that they stay down there. I don't want Patrick Mahomes to get pissed and then he starts playing well and then they win the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think many people would enjoy seeing that definitely outside of Kansas city, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, even though they lost to the, you know, Los Angeles Rams, I'm still high on them. They had Tom Brady had arguably one of the best regular season games of his career, even though maybe as far as throwing touchdowns wasn't there, but he was very efficient with the ball 
and against what people thought was the number one defense in the league, and they made them, he put up 24 points up on them, had over 400 yards that he threw, no no interceptions, and I'm going to take, I, you know who you know who loses this game more than anyone? The New England Patriots, because <laughs> next week, <laughs> Tom Brady is going to go up to Foxborough. It's going to be a homecoming for him. He's yeah. coming off a loss that maybe he thought offensively they should have won, and he's going to be pissed. Normally, I'm real ecstatic to have Matt Stafford as my quarterback, but even with 340 passing yards and four touchdowns, it was not enough for me to win in fantasy this week. Normally, it would be, uh, but not this week with Josh Allen. This is the best offense. Actually, I this is the best team in the league right now. The yeah, Rams? Rams. That's what I believe. Okay. Well, well, who do you say? That face, you guys can't see, but he gave me a, a snarled face. And so no, no it wasn't a snarled face. I just didn't... I don't know. That's that's tough. I think right now the Bills and the Rams are the best teams in the league. Uh, I mean, they had over 400 yards thrown by them by Tom Brady, and mm-hmm. and that's not a knock on the Rams. I think they're a really good three and O team, but I think offensively, I, this this is what I'll say. I think offensively the Bills are just as good, but I would say the Rams are the better team, better complete but, team. I'll say that. You know why I consider the the Rams the better team? And look, do you know who the rushing leader was for the Buccaneers? The rushing leader for the <laughs> Buccaneers. I already know it. I already know. I already know the answer to this. Tom Brady was the rushing leader, fourteen yards. Yeah, and he okay. had a touchdown. Tom Brady runs like a newborn goat, and we know that when he runs, it's a scramble to avoid a sack. He doesn't yeah. run. Tom Brady never has run in his career. You know how it took him over fifteen years for him to reach a hundred rushing yards yeah and for him to be the leader on the buccaneers show you that this was the game plan was to throw the ball the entire game okay i understand that but what does that have to do with me talking about the bills and the rams i don't know why you threw that stat out there because you were talking about how i said offensively i think the bills are just as good as the rams yeah but you said complete team i thought i think the rams are better okay because you were you were going into the fact that the rams had allowed tom brady to have over 400 passing yards yeah that's yeah it's a reflection on the defense but i'm i'm also saying but the, the thing is you have to look at this too dan Tampa Bay only ran the ball 13 times and they, so like, and I understand the average per, per carry wasn't that high, but like you said, the game plan was to throw the ball and they did just that. The problem is the Buccaneers didn't stop the Rams defensively. I think this was more about the lack of ability defensively for the, for the Buccaneers than what speaks about their offense. I think scoring 24 points against the Rams, Mm -hmm. I think that's, that. honestly, that's great because of how good they are defensively. The Buccaneers have a lot of injuries on the back end. Yeah, that's why Richard Sherman might be, you know, going to Tampa. and Matt Stafford was able to carve them up. And I'm very appreciative. Deshaun Watson, really. The the thing is, they blow... Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, sorry, Deshaun Jackson blew their coverage three different times, and he had over 120 yards... Um, had a 75-yard bomb that, he, that Matthew Stafford hit him on. I was thinking maybe but Deshaun Watson had a new team that we didn't know about. I don't about. know. Apparently Poor. that, do you hear that you hear that drop where like before the draft, a team offered three first-round picks and three third-round picks for Deshaun Watson and Houston said no. But now, Jeez. but now Houston apparently is changing their tune on that. Yeah, Dude, because you're paying a guy $10 million you what, dollars you to knew, literally not be a third-string yeah, quarterback. If you knew that you weren't going to play Deshaun Watson... Why the heck would you not take three first round picks and three third round picks? That's what I'm saying. That is, is that insane. They they don't want to do it because they they don't know if he's yeah, going to end up 
Yeah. And what's wrong with teams like Miami who are willing to give that to you with some sure. insurance behind it? Because if he gets busted for anything that he's been alleged, you're not going to play him anyway. Yeah. So why don't you just go ahead and say, hey, we will take those three first rounders, those three third rounders. And if he's busted, we will return that back to you because we're not going to play him either. Yeah. So that's just foolish. He doesn't want to play for the team. That's the thing that I guess the Texans are missing. Yeah. They have de- they're in denial. He has said he does not want to play for the Texans. So get rid of him. Yeah. Trade him. Let's talk about one of my waiver wire acquisitions. I told you guys to acquire. Now I had you. I said this before it was made official that Dalvin Cook was not going to play. I already had him on there because Seattle's run game, or you know, defensively they're really bad. So when I got Mattinson because I picked him up on the waiver wire, I'm mm-hmm. if I'm going to tell you guys to pick up someone, I'm going to try to do it myself. I picked him up, and then Dalvin Cook was made, uh, you know, that he wasn't going to play. And I was like, dang, Dan, that stinks for you. Cause yeah, you had because Dalvin I Cook. have Dalvin and you have Christian. So we both yeah. are, we got so, the, uh, injury yeah, that's problem. true. But Mattinson, man, he had a heck of a game for me. Um, almost had over 200 yards. Actually it was like 160 or something, all purpose yards or something like that. He had over a hundred yards on the ground. I know that much. 112. He had a really good game for someone on the waiver wire. Now, going forward, I don't know if I'm going to keep him or I'll probably drop him because eventually Dalvin Cook will come back. I hope Dalvin comes back because uh, but I'm the suffering. Most, yeah, the most underrated player th- thus far this year, I really think, is Kirk Cousins. I think mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, he was 30 of 38, efficient with the ball. QBR and passer rating were extremely high. Three touchdowns, no turnovers. I mean, he... And and the thing is, I got Justin Jefferson too on my team, so this was really good for me offensively because I have Kirk Cousins as your and, backup, though. Well, I have Aaron Rodgers. I'm actually going to try to trade Aaron Rodgers uh, because Kirk Cousins right now, I'm riding with him, and he's giving me some great fantasy points. But man, Russell Wilson, I feel bad for you, bro. Your offensive line still stinks. Well, and so does the defense. The defense has given up yeah, more than 400. The last two games against Tennessee and against the Vikings, they've given up. Over 450 total yards yeah. and over 30 points, and the or thing at is, least 30 points. Pete Carroll is known for being a defensive head coach, and their defense this past two seasons, uh, you know, especially, have been atrocious, and they got to fix it because Russell Wilson is dying out here. I mean, he's having to throw the ball um, probably more times than ideally he would want to. I mean, their running game had over 100 yards on the ground, but it also didn't help that, that uh, Tyler Lockett got hurt, you know, for half mm-hmm. of the game if not more. Uh, that really hurt my fantasy. But Do you think um, that they're the most disappointing team in the league right now? Uh, one and two, no. I would well, say... But look at their division. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the division's division. hard, but I say, I'd say the most disappointing, and I'm cool with it, are probably the Chiefs. No one thought oh, they were going to be oh, one and true. two. Yeah. So, but I'm, well, I'm cool they with haven't, it. You know, the Chiefs haven't been under 500 and since 2015. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's only week three. That can obviously change, but to have a one and two start... Yeah. Um. That's not obviously that doesn't work well, especially when you have two teams in your division who are three and oh. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. He said during the draft process that he was going to make the 49ers regret not drafting him. And this past Sunday night was indicative of that. Thirty seven seconds. It's all it takes for Aaron Rodgers. It didn't even take that much, but man, Aaron Rodgers, he is so good. I mean, he is the 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 ability that he has when it comes to like, that, that's hard to pick. You know, Dan, let me ask you this just for what it is at any quarterback in the, in the league right now, I'm not talking about all time, just currently active. Who would you take if you had less than, you know, 40 seconds to, 
to get you in a position to win the game. That's tough. You know, well, you, like you him s- or Russell Wilson in yep. there, Tom mm-hmm. Brady. I mean, that's Patrick a tough Mahomes. thing. Yeah. Um, all of, uh, well, hold on. That's, hold on. Yeah. That, that's your he list. Didn't, he didn't get he didn't get a chance to. We didn't get to see him this weekend because the Chargers, right because he threw a pick. No, the Chargers made the better decision. Oh, yeah. yeah. Eventually. So, yeah. Patrick, he's still, look, you may be sour on him, but he is still, I would trust him. Well, I'm only sour on him because people are so high on him, and it's like, dude, just relax, man. You got Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Beside the fact, you know, San Francisco, they were partying on that sideline when they made that, that Robbie Gold (laughs) made that kick. I feel bad for Jimmy Garoppolo, man. He's like, yes, dude, I got them downfield. We're going to win this game. Hold on. There's 37 seconds left. You know who's happy? Anyone who has Devontae Adams as their wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers, literally half of his throw, yards thrown went to Devonta, to one yeah. player, Devontae yep. Adams. Yep. If you had Devontae Adams, you had, a, you had a good game. He had over 12 receptions, too. So if you're like a PPR league, too, got some good points as well. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, man, I told you, week one, relax, relax. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is telling people to do. Well, if, They're two if, and one now. If and But if you're looking at the Packers schedule coming up, let me just rattle off some teams. Steelers. Win. Bengals win. Bears win. Washington win. Those are next four games. <laughs> oh but my gosh. well, after that they have the Cardinals, Chiefs, Seahawks, Vikings, Rams. Ooh, I think that'll that'll, that'll they'll probably be three and two during that stretch. So they they've got four easily winnable games, yeah. and then after that they're gonna have need five yeah. that they could lose. That's true. But the thing is, through those five, they could easily go. There's eleven games. They could easily go. Yeah, they could go seven and four in those games. Okay, so that's that still would, a good record that because would, that would put them at nine, nine and, and five. Yeah, nine and five. That's on pace. Yeah, they they that's definitely uh, um, you know obtainable for them. But the Philadelphia Eagles were present in Jerry World. Uh, I don't know no. how much they really oh, played. Right. It was uh, it was in Dallas. Yeah, um, because you know Jerry Jones was on the TV every half minute. Um, that's all they show. They don't show anything else. They show Mike McCarthy. You know, Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones. That's because, it. Because Jerry Jones has the NFL wrapped around his little bony finger. And that's what it is. We were talking the other night with a friend of ours who is a Cowboy fan, Cowboys fan. And we said with Jerry Jones, there's a reason they call it Jerry World. He has revolutionized the way NFL works because yeah. it's a business. Uh, yeah. That absolutely. is what Jerry Jones did when he purchased the Cowboys is he turned it into a business. And that's the, if you say if there was two people, integral people that have changed football. Integral. Integral, whatever. See, you know words I don't. And I'm not talking about athletes. I'm talking about people as far as the NFL. There's two people on that list. Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell. The NFL would not be where it is today without those two people. It would not be the highest revenue sport in the entire world without those two people. They have revolutionized the NFL. They've turned it into a juggernaut within all of sports. I mean, they're I think they're bringing like $16 billion yearly, which is more than any other sport, including international soccer. Uh, this is just wild. But... Hey Jerry Jones, the the you know the I, sh- I almost said the Dakota press the the Dakota Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys two and one beating a really bad Eagles team. Jalen Hurts looks like he was running for his life half the night. I just feel bad for him too. He's getting no protection at all. Ezekiel Elliott looked more into normal form. I mean, he had almost a hundred yards on the ground, two touchdowns. I feel bad for people who put Tony po- you know Tony Pollard <laughs> to play, uh, assuming that Ezekiel Elliott wasn't going to do well. Well, yeah. guess what. Zeke mm-hmm. looked like old Zeke. 
Yeah, the Cowboys. I was on my way to bed, and they scored two touchdowns by the time I brushed my teeth and and got ready for bed. I'm like, well, this game is definitely over. But the Cowboys, they have the Panthers next week visiting uh, in Dallas, and I'm really excited about that game to see with the Cowboys. Okay, is your offense clicking the way that we had anticipated? I mean, scoring 41 points for the Cowboys last year before Dak got hurt, that was not uncommon, and their defense is much improved. I think some of it has to do with Dan Quinn being the defensive coordinator. Oh, absolutely. But with the Panthers, what are we going to see? Because you're missing Christian McCaffrey. C.J. Henderson is now sliding into the spot that J.C. Horn has vacated. Uh, I want to see this is a good test for the Panthers that each team every single year has to deal with injuries. That's just the nature yeah, of the game. A, yep, exactly. You have to be able to adapt. That's why there's depth charts because you have players who have to step up when a player gets injured or suspended or illness or something. And so for the Panthers, is Chuba Hubbard going to be able to slide into that role that CMC has vacated and CJ Henderson with JC Horn? No, I don't think so because JC obviously was the number, their, you know, number one draft pick uh, this past season or this past draft. And he knew the system very well, was playing high quality football I don't think CJ is going to come in immediately and be able to play at the level as JC did. Does he have the ability to play that at that high level? Yes, mm -hmm. he does. I think it's going to take well, time. There may be a little more now, motivation now that he went from an 0 and three to three and oh, yeah. team. <laughs> you, you woke up with the worst team in the league to one of the best teams in the league. As far as record wise, to answer your other question about McCaffrey and, and Hubbard, I don't think Hubbard can be at the caliber as McCaffrey is, but I think he can still be productive because Hubbard fits perfectly into the scheme and system that Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, wants to run for them. I think he can absolutely be a player that you want to put on your fantasy. And he can do just enough to, you know, be able to keep them to be efficient offensively without McCaffrey. Now, nobody can replace McCaffrey. We know that. What he's able to do offensively with running the ball and also catching the ball, he's he's uncomparable. But I think Hubbard can do just enough where they can, you know, meet, you know, be without McCaffrey for two or three weeks. Show break. Got social media? Got social media. Give Dan and Drew a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Dan and Drew Show. We'd love to hear from you. Now back to the show. All right, Drew. Before we go into our picks for uh, week four, um, your pick six last week. You were three and three. No, I got screwed with that Kansas City and Chargers game. Yeah, as it was. was uh, it was uh, 54 and a half, and if he had made that extra extra point kick, uh, it would have put me on the over and it, because it was 54 and a half, and the points were 54 in the game. So I got screwed. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's kind of how gambling works. Um, for myself, I picked for the one that I royally got screwed on was Chicago and Cleveland to go over the 46 and a half. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't going to happen with that putrid offense, and for me to pick take Pittsburgh at minus four and a half. Um, the Bengals, you had me eating crow this past week. Uh, I was four and two with my picks uh, and game picks. You and I both were 11 and five. We split uh, when it came to the Giants and the Falcons game and also the Bengals Steelers game. So both of us are 11 and five and coming up tonight on the Thursday night football game, Paul Brown stadium in Cincinnati, the 0 and three Jacksonville Jaguars will be taking on the two and one leading their division Cincinnati Bengals. Who would have thunk 
Uh, Drew, I have absolutely no faith in Jacksonville whatsoever. Nope. Uh, and I learned my mistake from last week with Cincinnati. I'll take Cincinnati. I'm going to take them as well. I have all the faith in the world with Joe Burrow right now. Him and Jamar Chase look like the dynamic duo that they once were in Louisiana, Baton Rouge. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, the Bengals as well. We have the Washington football team traveling down to Atlanta. Try to avoid that traffic as you, if you can because that place is miserable to try to drive through. But the Washington football team aren't any good, and neither are the Atlanta Falcons, but I'm going to ride with Washington here. I think if you ask me which team is better in one area than the other, it would probably say Washington's defense over Atlanta's. Well, uh, and, and I think with Atlanta's defense, it's a little inflated because they're, they have played um, – they didn't play the they played the Giants last week. So let's let's just hold up there. But I'm gonna go with Washington in this game. Well, if you're able to get through that crappy traffic in Atlanta, you can go to see the game for a ticket as low as twenty eight dollars, Drew. That's an evening meal for you. That and you the can, thing is you can get a family of four meal for twenty eight bucks too, because with how yes. low their food is there. I do like that Arthur Blank is um, you know, the fact that he prides himself in low budget food with the Mercedes Dome or Mercedes Benz Stadium, I should say. Yeah, well, the thing is, Chick-fil-A is still closed. So, Washington, I have no faith in your defense. You have spoiled me for the last time. I'm going to take Atlanta at home in this one. Oh, that's uh, okay. So, our first split. There we go. Uh, look, Taylor Henneke, it's, no, that's it. That's that's my response. But what's your response for picking Atlanta? I'm picking Atlanta because I have more faith in Matthew. But what do you have faith in Atlanta? With their offense, I have more faith in Matthew Ryan and Patterson because Mike Davis has done nothing for my fantasy. I told you not to draft him. I didn't draft him. I told him. you. I no, you made, it, you made a trade. You trade away TJ Hawkinson for him, and I Which, told you in that moment that was a dumb trade. You didn't say it, but you didn't say it in that moment. You said it afterwards. Well, when I found out the trade, what it was, because all well, I knew is Well, that doesn't do me any good once Well, it's you should have asked happened. me first because Mike Davis is atrocious. Well, but I, wait. He it is in hindsight he's atrocious, but he did fantastic last year in it's Carolina. Different, much different scheme. The Houston Texans are traveling up to Buffalo, where the home of the chicken wing resides. Man, I love some chicken wings. Houston Texans, you might as well just go find a spot to eat your chicken wings because uh, this is just going to be a waste of a road trip for you. Buffalo Bills are a 16 and a half point favorite in this game. I still don't think that's enough. And if you are to bet anything, you bet that 16 and a half. Normally I say go against the spread. Normally I say go with Houston because 16 and a half points is a lot. Well, in this situation, I would not. I would go strictly with the Buffalo Bills. Last week, the Jets were 10 and a half point underdogs. And you said take that all day long. And well, well, I mean, I didn't think that they were going to put up no points. Like that, uh, well, that's just, that's terrible. But in this case, I think Buffalo is just too good. Um, I'm going to go with Buffalo to win this game. If there's any game this week, that's an absolute slam dunk for any type of betting with the money line. It's yeah, Buffalo. I'm absolutely. taking Buffalo. Next matchup. We have a divisional game. One o'clock at soldier field in Chicago. The Detroit lions will be visiting soldier field. And what is a disappointing upset for Detroit against one of the worst offenses in the entire league by a head coach who should have been fired last year. I'm actually going to take Detroit in this one. So I think there's they, there's a bunch of burn and sting from last week. Matt Nagy, you're deplorable. And until they get rid of him, he said that they're going to have the same exact game plan for the three quarterbacks that could potentially play on Sunday. Yeah, see, that's what stupid. kind of garbage is that? You have the same game plan for all three quarterbacks. They're not even remotely the same. No. And Justin Fields is fast. He's probably the fastest player on that whole field. 
uh, utilize him, utilize his legs, utilize him going outside the pocket and be able to look downfield and things like that. The fact that Chicago is a three-point favorite in this game is absolutely asinine. (laughs) Where does the line come for that Chicago is a three-point favorite over Detroit? You are smoking something. Give me some of that. Carolina Panthers. Would you want to take that as your pick six or should I take it? One of us has to take that. Well, uh, you know what? I'll take it since I yeah. mentioned it. I'll take the plus three with Detroit. Okay. Because uh, I think that that's actually going to be a lock for them. Carolina Panthers are going down to Dallas. Again, Jerry World. If Christian McCaffrey was healthy, I 100% would have picked Carolina to win this game because defensively, I think they have it. I just think offensively, they don't have enough to hang around on with uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm going to go with Dallas to win this game. I'm also going with Dallas in this. Look, they narrowly lost to the Buccaneers in week one if it wasn't for Zerline who once again almost he missed another kick this week go figure um they would have won in in week 1 they narrowly beat the chargers who's all, they're also a great team so we have the bucks the chargers the eagles the cowboys are reeling high i feel so happy for dak prescott you can see his emotion last night when he was able to play his first game at home since his injury last year i'm riding high on the cowboys offense right now defensively like i said earlier they are a much better team defensively than they were last year. But Sam Darnold, he is, look, I'm optimistic for him, but it's not going to be enough to outscore the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, Drew, what's the over under on this one? Set at 50 and a half. 50 and a half? I'll take the over on that one. Uh, that's what I, and it, most of it is because I think the Cowboys will score the majority of the points. But you, we'll put that on my pick six. Uh, and you can see all of our pick sixes on Instagram and Twitter. But I'll take that straight up. So the Indianapolis Colts are traveling down to Miami Beach to play the Miami Dolphins. This game, honestly, is kind of back and forth for me. I was torn between either team because I'm not confident either one. I'm just going to go with the Colts to win this matchup. I don't like it in general, but I just uh, I like them a little more. So the Dolphins are a minus two and a half point favorites um, over the Colts in this game. And I honestly wish it was just a bit closer. Uh, this really is a coin flip for me. The Colts... Their offense is one of the worst in the league. Quint Nelson nursing his injury. Carson Wentz still has his two broken ankles that he's trying to work out. The Miami Dolphins, they have Jacoby Brissett, who has actually been playing against his former team this week. And uh, it's tough for me. This is really tough for me uh, with the Dolphins. And I think just because it's so tough, Drew, I'm going to split with you on this one. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Okay. So the Cleveland Browns are going to the Miami Vikings uh, in Minnesota. I'm going to go with the Vikings here. I'm really confident with Kirk Cousins and how well he's playing. He's managing the game very well. Cleveland Browns, man, I think that they are just, uh, they are kind of on a high right here, even though you played a really bad team uh, this past week. I'm going to go with uh, the Miami Vikings to win at home. You did it again. You said Miami Vikings again. (laughs) I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, what is it with you? Why is it stuck in your head? Well, I think of MI. So MI with Minnesota and with Miami. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings uh, to beat the Cleveland Browns this week. On a surprising note, I think a lot of people are going to go with Cleveland. That's where the line is shown right now, but I'm going to go with Minnesota. So if you look at their team stats, they rank uh, top 10 on offense. And on the defensive side, they're middle of the pack. Cleveland, they finally have a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. back and I really want to pick Minnesota. I'm just, I don't, mm. Drew, I'm going to split with you. I think this is probably, we'll have the most splits this week than we'll probably ever have. I'll take Cleveland as well in this defensively. Miles um, Garrett is 
playing some of the best that he has in his career. Baker Mayfield, since he has um, Odell Beckham Jr. to go to because Jarvis Landry is on IR, we will see what happens, but I'll take Cleveland in Minnesota. Next matchup, we have the New York Giants. They will be visiting New Orleans. This is actually their first home game this season because of the hurricane at the beginning of the season. They had to play in Jacksonville. So New Orleans are finally playing at home. I would take New Orleans at home regardless um, because they're now being able to play in front of their own fans. <laughs> Forget the fact that they someone tried to burn that stadium to the ground, but I'll take them over the New York Giants. Hey, before the, the guy accidentally set it on fire, I, I said that I said that place was a dumpster fire anyway. I didn't really mean for the guy to start setting that place on fire because that stadium is a dump. But I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, the Giants, even if this game was in New York, I would still go with the Saints. I don't think the Giants are good whatsoever. Tennessee Titans are playing the other team, at technically New Jersey, but the other New York team in the Jets. Tennessee, they, they have too much firepower. Yes, they are going up to New York. I couldn't care less. Zach Wilson looks like he's uh, he needs to go back to BYU because he doesn't look like he's an NFL quarterback. Corey Davis gets to play his former team, though, so that's kind of exciting to see. But I think Derrick Henry is going to run over all of them. But don't be surprised, Dan. I really think that Derrick Henry, this is going to be the first game this year he's going to crack 200 yards on the ground. I could agree with that. Tennessee, don't let this be a trap game. New York, New York has been uh, manhandled the first three weeks. Don't be that good team that falls to the New York Jets. Uh, on paper, this is Tennessee's handily to win. I'll take Tennessee visiting New Jersey. Next matchup, we have Kansas City visiting the Link Financial Field or Lincoln Financial. The Philadelphia Eagles... You had an okay game against Dallas, but they were just too much firepower. Kansas City, I absolutely do not believe, Drew, that Kansas City is losing three in a row. I'm not well, jinxing it. It's not going to happen. It's not your jinx of the week, but that's, that's not, just what that's you That's not think. my jinx of the week, uh, but Kansas City, they're not losing three in a row. No, I don't see it happening, especially not to the Philadelphia Eagles. I feel bad for Jalen Hurts because he's obviously the best player on the field. Um, I just, Kansas City, they got too much firepower. Arizona Cardinals going to the Los Angeles Rams SoFi Stadium. I'm going to tell you, I already know we're splitting on this pick. I'm going to go with the Cardinals to upset the Los Angeles Rams. It seems like every time these two teams play that they come down to the last freaking minute of the game. And I'm telling you, this might happen again. It's going to come down to the last minute of the game, and it's whoever has the ball. And I think Arizona is going to go into SoFi Stadium, and they're going to win this game. They're going to be 4-0. You know, one of uh, I love watching games with the Chargers and Rams uh, at home because SoFi Stadium, even on TV, it's a beautiful stadium to, to look at. Uh, Which but, is very different in Las Vegas because that stadium on TV, Las Vegas, looks so boring. Yeah, it's it looks like um if you look at the rafters, it looks like a warehouse. It's a completely which different. Which is fine. Atmosphere. I mean, they, they want to go with the black, which is yeah, cool. Death but Star. the stadium, there is nothing cool about it. Yeah, I know you mentioned that torch. Who cares? It's just it, well, it's honoring Al Davis. They they keep they're not going to get rid of that. But we have back to back divisional games within the NFC West. We have Arizona visiting the LA Rams, which I will take the Rams. Drew, I'm going to split with you on that one. Next, we have the Seattle Seahawks visiting San Francisco. This one's hard for me because San Francisco is coming off a tough loss against Aaron Rodgers. Seattle and Russell Wilson are coming off a tough loss against Minnesota. I'm actually going to take Seattle in this game. Cool. I'm going to take San Francisco 49ers because this game is playing in Santa Clara. I'm going with the home team. If it was in Seattle, I would have picked Seattle, but I'm going to go yeah. with the Niners in this matchup. I think Russell Wilson is going to be able to find a way because yeah. I don't he have might. as much faith in Jimmy Garoppolo as I do. Yeah. Uh, well, defensively, we know that 49ers mm -hmm. are, are better much matchup. Better. Yeah. Um, and I'm cool if Russell Wilson wins this game for the Seahawks. 
Baltimore Ravens are going to expose the Denver Broncos. I'm telling you this. They are going to expose them. I will not be shocked if, uh, what's his name? Lamar Jackson has over 200 yards rushing the ball. I genuinely think that he's going to make the Denver Broncos look like a high school team and the Broncos are going to get embarrassed. I will not be surprised, and I'm booking it right now, the Baltimore Ravens are going to win by three-plus touchdowns. So at least 21 points, you're at saying? At least 20. Well, if they miss the field goals, it doesn't matter. Remember, okay, that's can, right. Okay, so They're going to win by at least 18 points. Okay, at least 18 points. Okay, uh, I could see that happening. They're going to be taking the long trek over to mile high, uh, and normally, in normal circumstances, we don't take the team that travels across the country. No, but the but these teams are, are not overrated. the same. No. The Broncos, you have played 0-3, 0-3, and 0-3. Those are the, your teams that you have won against. Uh, again, I agree with you, Drew. Baltimore's going to expose them. Uh, they narrowly beat, and they shouldn't have. They narrowly beat the Detroit Lions last week. I think uh, I agree with you. 18 points, that's, um, that's a little excessive, but you have a lot of confidence in Lamar Jackson. But it will be an easy win. Well, I have a lot of confidence for him in this game. Not, yeah. not oh, necessarily. Yeah. Just okay. hold on, slow down. Okay, yeah. so we have the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They'll be visiting uh, for the last 425 game in Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers are coming off a glorious game. 37 seconds. That's all it takes for Aaron Rodgers. Nope. I don't have any confidence in Pittsburgh. I learned my lesson last week. I'm taking Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Green Bay as well. Don't really need to go much into it. They're playing at home. Aaron Rodgers is looking better than ever. Pittsburgh Steelers don't look good defensively or offensively. I just don't think they have enough to uh, keep up with Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady, homecoming to the New England Patriots. A lot of people were asked as far as fans, are you rooting for Tom Brady? But like, yeah, we're rooting for Tom Brady. Why wouldn't you? The man won you six Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you be happy for him to come back? I'd be thrilled if I was a Patriots fan uh, for him to come back to Foxborough. Again, that's a beautiful stadium. I encourage you guys to go uh, tour it if you're able to. Um, It's a really cool area. Um, but Tom Brady, I'm going with him in the Buccaneers. I think this is just going to be an emotional game, even though he said it's not really a yeah. reminiscing uh, season. Yeah, he said a, it doesn't feel like a, a homecoming. Is he? He's it's not, just another game on schedule for him. Just and that's just that's always been his mentality. But I think I know NBC is just absolutely salivating <laughs> over this matchup. They get to milk it the entire week. Did you see that promo they did with Adele Beckham? Yeah. Or, well, oh, well, with well, no, well, not yeah. Od- my my Adele brain, Beckham. My brain uh, is stuck on football. Adele, the singer, not a. Okay. Yes, Adele, the singer. Yes, hello. Is it me you're looking for? That's a different song. Hello on the other side. Yeah. Hello is what- on the other side. Yes, I saw the promo, and I know NBC is just. Um, they are definitely going to milk it. Um, but you and, and I said that. So, Drew, last week we said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers weren't going to lose one game, and, well, we've already screwed that up. I said the Texans weren't going to win a game, and they ended up doing that as well in week one. Tampa Bay is offensively superior in all facets, and I'll take Tampa Bay. Even they're going to Foxborough. Let's see. The Patriots haven't won one game in Foxborough this year, and it's only week three, but they have two games at home. This is going to be their fourth game at home, and they're going to go 0-3 at home. That's a different look for Patriots fans. The last game, Monday night, a great matchup, divisional matchup. We have the Las Vegas Arredas taking on the L.A. Chargers. Um, Drew, this is this is probably one of the best games that we will have, uh, especially this week. Uh, but ah, this one's tough because Vegas is 3-0. and The Chargers are 2-1, and but I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers, too. I think Justin Herbert has more than what Derek Carr is offering right now as far as matching up with the opposing quarterback. I think the Raiders, 
They're figuring. They're still trying to figure it out defensively. I mean, look, you almost blew a game against Miami. I think the Chargers are the real deal with Brandon Staley as their head coach. They're starting to adapt with his identity that he's trying to impose on the team itself. His thumbprint is definitely working. Uh, they love playing for him, and defensively, man, what they are rolling right now. And I'm gonna go with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers as well. All right, so Dan, let's talk about the Ryder Cup real quick. It wrapped up this weekend. USA, you and I said on paper. And I know Roy McIlroy said, you know, we're not playing on paper, we're playing on grass, but we knew on paper that they were going to absolutely wreck the Team Europe, the Team Europe. We knew that they were absolutely going to wreck Team Europe, and guess what? They followed through with it. They won by a staggering 10 points. I mean, they just, the first day was 6-2, second day 5-3, and then the final day was 7-3-2. We knew that they were going to win this matchup. I mean, they the, the unfortunate part for them in two years this team USA is going to look almost the exact same. And I think that they are um, going to dominate and continue to do so. I just team year doesn't have enough people um, to compete with the, 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 you know, the caliber of players that we do have on team USA. And I think one of the most incredible moments was when uh, Jordan Spieth had to make that incredible shot where he had to basically chip on the side of a hill. And that ball shot up about 30 feet and landed about six feet from the hole, and then Justin Thomas decides to miss the putt. <laughs> it was one of the most <laughs> incredible shots I've seen in my entire life, and Justin Thomas just, he wasted uh, for Jordan Spieth. Yeah. But Team USA, they performed. Well, uh, but it's come to find us in the butt where we say, oh, this is the better team on paper, and it doesn't translate to that. But for them to have the largest margin of victory since the 28-point uh, system has gone into effect, that's great for Team USA, uh, and we have a lot of young talent. And with Europe, I think with Europe, they don't have the same kind of young talent that the U.S. has at this moment. No, they don't. And they're lacking in that. Next year, we'll have the President's Cup, which is all uh, golfers around the world that play the U.S. other than European golfers. So we'll have you know Australia, like Cameron Smith, like Andrew. That's my boy. That Drew enjoys, and, and you know South America, and, and Mexico, and... And, and even, you know, Korea, China, all that. Actually, are there any China golfers? Not that I can think of off the top of my head, but anyway, China, China golfers. Or do you mean Chinese golfers? You mean Chinese golfers. It's okay. The listeners forgive you, but it's going to be fun. I meant and to the say, is, wait, I meant to say golfers from China, but. And the thing is, uh. The President's Cup is going to be in um, North Carolina next year, so it's going to be cool. We're going to be going to it. I think I said President's Trophy. Now i got hockey on my brain, so. Yeah, I'm, the, the like, President's Cup. To, let's, let's just wrap up. This is this gonna be, I'm gonna done. Be, yeah, it's I gonna, can't do anymore. It's going to be in Quill Hollow. That's going to be fun. Uh, again, that's going to be 2022. But that's it for the the this episode. I know it's a little longer this week, but we appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you next hey. Thursday. Wait, wait, oh, don't. Next you, you, we have power rankings next Thursday. Next Thursday, that's right. We're going to release our first installment of the power wank, power wankings. The, Man, W's and R's. We got to go, dude. We Neither of us can talk. It's, no. We got to go. We're tired. We're hungry. We're ready for bed. Uh, we'll see you guys next Thursday. Much love. Thanks for listening to The Dan and Drew Show. Catch all our episodes anywhere you find your podcasts. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at The Dan and Drew Show. We'll catch you next week for your weekly hit on all things sports. Signing off.